Welcome back, friends, to another Miracle Monday. We have an, uh, just another great story, and I'm joined by Mike Ziegler. How are you? Hello, Tom. I'm well. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, doing real good. Good. So how long have you been a parishioner here? Uh, since 19... What was it? 95. Uh-huh. Okay. April of 95. I got here just after Father Walt Jenny became pastor. Oh, really? Yeah. That guy. That guy. Awesome. Awesome. And you've been involved in a lot of things here over the years, right? Been fortunate to, yeah, be able to, to do a number of things and meet a lot of really good people. Mm -hmm. What were some of those things that, that really really caught hold of you? Uh, you the Alpha program. I, mm -hmm. I was part of the Alpha team, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, for a number of years, we were putting on four sessions a year even, uh, and, and really affected, I think, a lot of people here in the parish, as well as people from outside. I had the distinct privilege of being on the pastoral council for a number of years and mm -hmm. was actually the chairman of that for a few years. Yeah, which, um, I remember those days. That was exciting um, <laughs> as well. And I've just had the chance to participate in other adult formation and, and other programs here that have really probably formed me more than the people who uh, took part in them, but uh, it was certainly a privilege to be able to do that. Yeah, and you're a lector? I am a lector, as yeah. a matter of fact, yes. Because, in case you haven't noticed, you have an amazing voice. Well, I was going to have a radio career very early in my life, and then I found out that they don't make any money. Um, so really? I thought, yeah. You thought about that? I did. So you've always had a great voice? I Well, to an extent, yes. I, I In many blind dates, I would call women <laughs> ahead of time and talk to them, so they were really excited to meet me, and then they met me. <laughs> So my voice was a very effective tool to get at least yeah, just get, through get the door. The yeah, and then there were a few that, you know, fortunately Kathy uh, didn't start wearing glasses till after we were married. So <laughs> really helped our relationship. Love it. All right. Um, so you, <laughs> your voice, actually, I had you record, remember this? I had you record an examination of conscience yeah. once that we played yes. at one of our life teen retreats. Yes. Because I was like, I got to capture this voice. It's so good and calm and, and soothing. So, all right. So you have a 14-year miracle that I you want to share about? I do. And it's, right. it's an interesting take, I think, on miracles. Um, because what God did for me was to give me relief for a period of time that was really critical for me to be able to uh, operate physically. And it was a physical healing. Uh, that I really needed to be able to really go on with my life, particularly at that time, and you know, do service both to my family, community, and, and to my employer. Uh, hmm. I had been experiencing a number of uh, physical restrictions because of my back very early on, and I okay. had back problems from really college even before that. Hmm. Uh, I just didn't recognize what some of them were and. MRIs weren't as prevalent, so my x-rays would show that I had cracked vertebra and stuff, but didn't get into all the details. Okay. And um, unfortunately, I guess for that condition, uh, my work made me drive all the time. I mean, I would be putting 30, 35,000 miles on a car every year because my business had branches throughout this half of the country. So, okay. you know, running a business, you have to, you know, if you're in a plant, they call it management by walking around. 
in my business, it was management by driving around because you physically had to go to a number of different places to mm-hmm. inspect your branches, to talk to your distributors. It, you just had to be mobile. And that wasn't good for your back Well, situation? with my back, yeah, I, I had <clears throat> problems. And some of the pain relievers that they, they uh, suggested back then that would allow you to still drive, obviously, uh, oh, okay. anything, uh, affected your heart. So they took those off the market even. So as it turned out, I would just... You know, be in a lot of pain. Just deal with it, yeah. And I walked hmm. around many times, bent over, you know, just because my back hurt. Uh, I just assumed it was kind of one of those, you know, you're getting a little bit older and, you know, and I had banged around a bit. I thought I was going to be an athlete when I was younger, which turned out to be a, a gross overcalculation of my capabilities. <laughs> uh, so instead, I took a lot of physical abuse and it just mounted up on me. Uh, got to the point where, you know, I would kid around about needing to be in a wheelchair, and my youngest daughter, Becky, uh, volunteered that she would quit her career to push me around, uh, but also threatened to push me all the way to the Grand Canyon. So <laughs> I was thinking that may not be a good thing. No. Uh, so and I prayed quite a bit uh, for relief, uh, again, because I, I had to get around and I, I had to be mobile. Um I ended up uh, following a bit of the progress of Dr. Namey back in the early 2000s when he was doing some uh, healing sessions at different mm-hmm. places. Yep. And my neighbor actually had set up a deal with his wife trying to get her healed. So I had a little more uh, knowledge of, of who he was and what he was uh, doing around the community. And then he came to St. Basil. And we were going to have a uh, session, a healing session with him here in June of 2005. Uh, I pulled rank. I was on the pastoral council then, and I got a ticket so that I could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very, very uh, anxious about going. Why is that? Uh, simply because once you're there and you put yourself before God asking for something, that is a would have been a more direct no than I had probably received in the past. Yeah, so maybe uh, like a fear of, of rejection yeah, there. Yeah, and what became really a problem for me was I, I got there about noon. My ticket, I think, was a 12.30 entrance, and it was done in waves uh, because of the, the crowds. I mean, at this point, Dr. Namey had been doing these sessions a number of times throughout uh, Northeast Ohio and mm-hmm. had some success. And so as I sat there on our very hard wooden pews, this was prior to the pads, and with a bad back and solid wood pews yeah. uh, from about noon to about 8.30 that night, oh. uh, my back was screaming, and I almost left a few times. What made it even worse was here were people flying in on stretchers. and I think one came in from California on a stretcher. They had to, I don't know how they arranged things at the airport, but yeah. literally wheeled this poor individual in so that they could see Dr. Navy. And I'm thinking, I got a bad back. I'm just, who am I yeah. to be sitting here? Sure. Uh, but I didn't want to limit what God could do for me. So I ended up spending that day sitting there in the pew, alternatively yelling at God, frankly, <laughs> for the pain I was enduring and saying, this better be worth it. Uh, ended up finally getting my call up to the altar. Uh, like I said, it was about 8.30 that night. And Dr. Namey, uh, for those who haven't seen him, uh, would actually go down a line almost like the old communion lines. 
and mm-hmm. he and his team would pray over each individual who was looking for healing. Mm-hmm. So he got to my right and prayed over someone for what seemed to be 10 minutes. I, I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, came to me, prayed over me for what seemed to be 15 seconds, and moved <laughs> on. And I almost grabbed him and said, hey, I'm sure that wasn't enough. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we needed a little more time together. Um, however, he kept moving down the line, and, and so I waited till our line was done, went back, and then decided to go home. And as I got out into the parking lot and started walking toward my car, I recognized that I was walking with a much more normal gait than I was used to. Uh, I didn't want to think about it too much. Felt I was probably numb from having sat there too long. Mm, yeah. Uh, got to my car, got into my car, which again, for those who don't have a bad back, getting in and out of a car can be an experience. Uh, got into my car, did not have any trouble. Drove home to Kathy and said, you know, I'm feeling kind of different. And mm. she said, well, let's see what happens. Uh after about 10, 15 more minutes, I wanted to go back up and become a catcher for the people who swooned over the, yeah. the, the prayers. I mean, I felt wonderful. I could literally, in a punting exercise, I could punt my foot up and hit my hand up over my head, which prior to that, I could hardly get my foot up 45 degrees in an angle. I mean, my back just wouldn't let anything happen. Yeah. In effect, my back pain was healed. And it was healed in 15 minutes of prayer, or 15 seconds, rather, of prayer. As I said, Dr. Naomi kind of just blew over me. He must have known something was going on. I don't know. As a sideline, I also had had uh, really bad heartburn uh, prior Mm. to that. Everything I ate, strawberries, bacon, orange juice, no matter what it was, I'd get heartburn. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until about a week later my heartburn was gone. I mean, the, the other healing was so dramatic that it didn't, didn't even dawn notice. on me that my reflux <laughs> was gone and I wasn't, you know, having problems with that. Well, that was, it was literally a miracle. What that allowed me to do then was to then, because I, I was effective and able to do what I was doing at that time with a public company, uh, which included every once a quarter, I had to drive to most of my branches for Sarbanes-Oxley reporting, which is... Mm-hmm crazy stuff for public companies. I ended up getting a, a offer from a, a private equity firm, uh, was able to run a platform for them, uh, acquired eight companies in about 18 months because I could go and see the owners and I could negotiate hmm. myself. Uh, it enabled Kathy and I to go to Italy for two weeks and we just took trains, went where we wanted to go. I mean, I could have never ever done any of that stuff the way my back was prior to that. Uh, Ended up a little bit later with starting to have children getting married. I could walk my daughters down the aisle. Uh, I could hold their children when they had them. Uh, Yeah, your grandkids. Proudly now have seven. Uh, And as they were arriving, I didn't have any issues. I could get on the floor with them as I got older. And I admit I didn't get up as fast as they did. (laughs) Uh, But I could... I could be a grandfather and wow. not experience the pain and not have the issue. Now, if they need a ride somewhere, you know, whatever, I could do that. What I ended up finding, though, was that this, this is where it gets this pretty healing, interesting. This is where the miracle, I think, really does. I mean, and it, and it, to me, it focuses on what the miracle was. Yeah. Because about 14 years after the healing, 
2019, I started having some other symptoms. And one of them was the fact that my arms would go numb all the time, which mm. is an interesting experience. Uh, prior to the healing, I had some issues where I would jitter, you know, the, the nerve thing. Uh, and the healing, you know, took care of that. And I assume that was all part of the back and all of that. Okay. Well, now I was in a situation where literally my arms would go numb, where I couldn't, like, move my arms around. Yeah. I couldn't tell them what to do. And if I was holding something, it would not be held. And if I was at a railing on a stair, sometimes it would go away, which was obviously concerning. So I went back and, and went to the doctor and an MRI done. I had not actually been physically healed in terms of my body having changed. What I found out from the MRI is my spinal cord and my neck had not had any fluid near it. It was being squeezed. And I've had arthritis forever between the, the bone deformations that the arthritis had given me. I have some stenosis. Uh, I, got, I had stingers all the time in high school, which I didn't realize what that was. Uh, basically, my spinal column in my neck had been totally dry and un inoperable pretty much for, they guessed, 20 years prior to that. Uh, my doctor told me then, don't step off a curb funny. Don't take a box. He was laughing to take a boxing or skydiving or anything. I mean, I, I was literally, according to my, my neurologist, like a, just a bump away from paralysis. Wow. So I actually had no pain, and I had 14 years of being able to operate like a normal, you know, physically competent person, uh, in spite of the fact that I had that issue with my spinal column. As it turned out, I also had the exact same issue in my lumbar region. So since 2019, I've had a trench in my neck dug, and they had to open up my vertebra and put spacers in there to give my spine enough room to breathe, in effect. Had to do that twice in my lumbar region. Uh, I have pins there. I have pins in my lower back, which when Kathy and I traveled uh, to Arizona recently, it really gave some fun things to the TSA people. Uh, but, <laughs> but in effect, God took the pain away for 14 years of a situation that had in theory, should have been rather painful and, and yeah. rather difficult to operate. But in effect, he gave me that that time to be able to, and I won't say complete my life, because but to be able to operate in my early 50s, into my early 60s, and essentially complete, you know, a career arch, uh, a travel arch to a certain extent, like I said, because yeah. we got to go to Italy, uh, my family, uh, you know, ability to be able to deal with them and, and everything. And I mean, I'm, and I'm going to be better over time with this surgery. But if I would have had to have these surgeries back then, then I would not have been able to do much of the stuff that, mm -hmm. I, that I was able to accomplish. And so, in effect, and I, I keep thinking about, you know, Lazarus did die. Um you know, I I was healed for that time from the pain, but physically, you know, I still had some issues. So God relieved me of that. Hmm. Uh, okay, so you're saying time. like Lazarus died and was resuscitated, but was going to die again. But was going to die again. And, and you're saying you had this <clears throat> uh, condition throughout your whole back and neck, and it was never um, like righted. Or corrected, but the pain 
was just completely taken, taken away. away for 14 years to be able to give you the ability to do these things with your grandkids and with your wife and with your professional mm -hmm. life. Yeah, I mean, I still had a physical body that was, to an extent, you know, subject to physical laws or, or however you want to look at medical laws or whatever. But the effects of that were taken away. Hmm. And even though you think about it, I mean, the doctor couldn't believe I, I was still lifting weights and stuff. And when they heard that, the doctor couldn't believe it. Huh. He says, I mean, how could you? You, you should. Yeah, you, you should. should be no way you could do that. Yeah. You know, and, and I've always been a person who stretched because, I, as I mentioned, I've had arthritis for a long time. And so you learn to keep yourself as loose as you can so that you can move around. And a lot of things that I did during that period, geez, you know, that should have created all kinds of problems for yeah. you. But God insulated me from that in some way, shape, or form, and I'm not going to question it. Uh, it just it was as though I had no problems. And the interesting part is the Lord gifts you with this 14 years, but it's temporary relief. Exactly. Well, what, what, yeah, what do you find there in the fact that it's temporary? Well, he helped me know that he did this. You know, I mean, there were, I've told people my healing story a number of times, and I've told it at Alpha, and I've told it on the street. I mean, mm -hmm. people want to get in, yeah, you just get engaged. A lot of people, you know, just it's psychological. You know, it's just, you know, you weren't healed. You know, this is prior to me having the problems. Well, now once I started finding out what my physical condition was, there's no question God had to have done that. I didn't think my way through the fact that I wasn't in pain. I mean, you do adjust the pain to an extent, but you don't, you can't make it go away. Mm -hmm. You can't make your body, you break your arm. You can't make yourself suddenly be able to use it like it's not broken. Yeah. You can't do that. And you didn't think your way out of the healing into no. the pain that no, is finally now that's I think God wanted me to know what he had done for me. Yeah. You know, underline it again. I mean, I had one experience when he healed me, and I had a, almost a bigger one when I found out that I really? was pain-free and yet, you know, should not have been. Yeah. Should have had really a lot more... Uh, decay, if you will, of my abilities. Yeah, it's interesting. There's that, uh, you know, the parts in the scriptures talks about how God holds us in being. And it's like every moment of every day, mm -hmm. he's holding us there, he keeping been. us like in existence. And had he healed you and just fixed the problem and then went on, it's, a, it's almost like he could have left. You know what I'm saying? Because the problem it was, was a momentary fixed. thing but that he did. But instead, he yeah. was like, every single moment for 14 years, you have this thing that should be causing you pain, but I am actively taking it away. Every second, I'm relieving that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like presence. I said, my doctors don't understand it. I have a neurologist and my surgeon who are still batting it around. Uh, how'd this happen? Hmm. You know, and, and it's, they only do one or two of the neck type things. It's lap, lap and cross lapidoscopy, something like that. Labradors, anyway. yes. Yeah, Labradors, <laughs> yeah. And they peel the thing off the back of your neck, all that jazz. He only does a couple a year, and he's really happy when he gets them because it's, I guess, some kind of front edge kind of thing. Okay. But he wished he would have done it on me 25 years ago, he said, because I needed it then. Huh. God said, no, I didn't. Yeah. I, could, I could do everything I wanted to do for that entire 14-year period. And... And I don't assume I did myself any more damage. I mean, I, you know, it just I was able to 
essentially function as a fully functional human being. It's by the fact that I had a few physical flaws. So since you, uh, well, since the pain has come back to a certain extent, there's been, you know, medical advancements and all that. And um, you're retired now? I am. And so that allows you to, you know, you're not still having to I don't have a job to do, exactly. hours yeah. a week. Uh, so in any way, were you upset at God that now the pain is back? Um, I would have enjoyed a few more years. Um, I'll admit that. But no, you know what? Again, I was more in awe of the fact that I'd had that 14 years. That's I mean, a great perspective. If it, well, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that I could have been struggling with that all that time. And it does it does wear on you, and the pain wears on you and all that. So the strain on a person could, you know, create other issues as well. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, to be honest, I'm really thankful I had that time. I'm thankful that my issues are structural so that, you know, as opposed to, you know, being a disease or mm -hmm. cancer or something on that order. I mean, you know, other than Becky threatening me again with the Grand Canyon, Canyon. Um, you know, I'll be able to deal with this in some way, shape or form. Uh, it's just, again, the fact that I didn't have to deal with it for all that time. You know, really showed me that, you know, like you say, God had me in his hand. There's no other way of looking at it. And there's something about in the later years of life when, I don't know, perhaps, I mean, I'm just assuming this, just knowing you, that you are just much, you're just willing to say, okay, if I have pain now, I can offer that up. Yeah. I can offer that up. That can be a suffering that will bring me closer to you, Lord, and on the cross. And it's mine. You know what? I don't have – it, it doesn't have to involve as many people. Hmm. You know, when, you, when you're younger, you know, my wife would have suffered. Yeah. My grandchildren would have suffered. My, I say my career, but my um, ability to add value – out in the world, I'll put mm -hmm, it that way, mm -hmm. would have suffered. I mean, it would have been a lot of other people. This is my sacrifice now. That's fine, you know, because uh, you you can deal with it and you can converse with God about what's going on. And you know, at least, like you say, when you're retired, when you're not as engaged every minute with everybody, you could take that on yourself and deal with it, I think, a whole lot better than I would have been able to do it, you know, 20 years ago. So yeah. uh, in that way, I think that's a gift as well. You know, there's a reason why God gave me that period of time. I'm still working through the totality of what that might be, but I, mm -hmm. the, the immediate impact, pretty obvious. So, you know, yeah. and the fact that this was a miracle, I don't think can be argued with, again, because of the fact that I've had to undergo the things I've had to undergo since then. Um God just erased that. Yeah. I've heard priests say, and people who work in hospice and who have been around a while, that folks who get very ill at the end of their lives, uh, the people who spend time with them just witness just a very rapid advancement in the spiritual life. And a lot of that is, not, it's not absolute, mm -hmm. but people who have offered their life to the Lord you have a real relationship with him. He is working through that uh, fragility and that humility. He's working through so that pain and suffering and just their, their, their union with God, their prayer life, just all their 
apostolic effectiveness, even just being in a hospital bed. You know, um, you might think they might not be able to do much, but just being united with God and their prayers being efficacious. Uh, they just said it's it's beautiful to witness how quickly how quickly a person can advance. Uh, things it, things get underlined real fast, you know. And if again, if you're someone of faith who knows where you're going, mm-hmm. you're not afraid of it. And so it's more what you know. What am I going to be experiencing at this point in my life to round me out? <laughs> You know, and that's kind of the way I try to look at it. I mean, I know there's there's a reason for whatever's going to happen. And, you know, I don't always know the reason. Every once in a while you find out later. One of my prayers is hurry up. Let me know now. <laughs> um, you know, but in his time, I understand that part. But I think as you do get older, the more you get reminded of how dependent you are on God by the fact that your body starts to, to go. I mean, there's no way around it when you're young and feeling, you know, you're 25 and you're, you know, feel like you're physically able to to do anything in the world. Um, Sometimes it's harder for people at that stage in their life, I think, to understand how much God has given them that physical capability. You know, as you get older and things start to go away, I think, like I said, it gets underlined. You know how dependent you are on God and you know how dependent you are on those around you as well, Mm -hmm. uh, which helps you appreciate that. So I, I do think that... God's timing of physical decay as you get older, you know, helps you to kind of understand a little bit of, you know, where you're heading and look forward to when he's going to put this back together yeah. in a lot better shape. <laughs> Looking forward well, to thanks be to God. Let's, uh, yeah. let's thank him right now in prayer. I'll start and you can finish up. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, Lord, we just thank you. You... You have so many interesting plans and lessons, and even if your healings are are temporary, uh, they're still gifts. And even the fact that it's temporary can be a gift. Just thank you for this healing in Mike's life and the things he's been able to do in his life because of that healing. And we're just we're just sort of in awe of you, Lord. I do thank you for everything you've done for me and for my family and I just uh, I just hope that you will reveal yourself to others as you have revealed yourself to me and give them the gift of certain knowledge of your role in their life and just thank you for for being in mine thank you Lord and we love you we believe but increase increase our faith always amen amen in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike, so much for just sharing that wisdom and that perspective. It's just, it's just, it's just really beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Tommy. I, I wish I would hear that more at home. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding, Kath. <laughs> See you guys next week. God bless. Take care.